Nobody likes a phony baloney, right? Or at least that's what everyone says. So why is it that online gurus are constantly singing the praises around what you should do to be authentic online? You hear the irony in that, right? Here's what you should do to be authentic online. Everyone wants to say what you should do to be authentic at the same time that they say you should make videos or you should send an email or you should do a podcast or you should do a dance on TikTok. So if you're an aspiring entrepreneur and you want to start a business and you know you have to attract an audience, but you hate all of the so-called authentic things that everyone says you're supposed to be doing, what do you do? How in the world do you get online and get something going? Welcome to the Ready Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Case Lane, and this is your podcast if you are thinking that it's time to take control of your future and have the lifestyle you really want by starting your own business. This is episode 79, how to go online in exactly the role where you are the most comfortable, even and especially if your rivals are somewhere else. When I was working back in Hollywood, one of my colleagues once told me about this incredible idea one of the senior executives had that would change the industry. Now, I knew my colleague was kind of a suck up, so he would praise any senior executive who he thought would help his career. So that, you know, I had to sort of take it with a grain of salt. I'm sure you know who those people are and you've probably met them in the corporate world or even just in regular day-to-day -day life. But actually the executive he was talking about was somebody I actually liked, a smart, decent type, not, not one of the evil ones yet to tolerate. So I was prepared to believe that the idea could be great. It could be awesome. What is it? I asked. And the answer, well, not so much the answer, but my reaction taught me quite a lesson, not just about who I was in the workplace, but also about who I wanted to be. You see, up until that point, I guess I'd been kind of sucking up too, but not in the good sort of Dale Carnegie, how to win friends and influence people calculated way, which is preferred because that's the way you play the game to get along. I was more in the just sort of figure people out and avoid the ones I don't like and sort of thing and, you know, play along to get along and avoid those you didn't, don't think are worth your time. So I rarely push back on totally stupid ideas because I figured out they're not going anywhere anyway. And why am I wasting my breath? Because, you know, people just like to go on and on and, and on about their opinions. So at a certain point, you're just like, why am I wasting my breath and talking with them? But this time I reacted. Why? Because I felt like I really understood the subject. And I had this like really strong opinion about it. And I thought my colleague and this executive were absolutely dead wrong that the idea would work or be any good. Now, I would have no say in whether or not the idea came to fruition. I was not making those kinds of decisions. But at, at least I felt I had to make it clear to my colleague that I absolutely disagreed with his position. And surprisingly, I think in hindsight, he agreed with me anyway, too, right? So normally he would have defended his suck-up position with the executive, but he kind of looked reflective and did not argue with me. So I was pleasantly surprised. And it made me more aware that it was time to move on from corporate America because I just didn't like the way things were going and I wanted to make my way in entrepreneurship. So, you know, I realized the defense of your own approach and your gut reaction, I guess, is even more pronounced online. When you see people online in your target industry and they're acting all the same to you, you know, they're all being cutesy or dancing or giving shout outs or swearing or hollering or whatever it is. And you think, oh, I can never behave that way. I just don't 
I just don't feel it like that's the way that I can win over people in my potential, you know, community, my potential customers, then you don't have to. Like, that's the key, right? Obviously, there's a lot of people who just flat out imitate successful people because they think that's the way they should, you know, gain their own success. But that approach rarely works. If there's already a successful person being the original version of whoever that is, then why be a fake version? But often a new entrepreneur doesn't even really know any other way to behave because you think, well, that's what I see everybody doing. So that's what I've got to do. And you even don't want to do that, but you're thinking that's the way it's done. That's what the industry's all about. Um, but that's really not the way it works. It doesn't work at all. But honestly, if you don't want to behave like the so-called successful people in your industry and you're passionate about the subject that you want to deliver value for, that you have ideas around products or services that can help people, that, that will provide something that people want or need, then maybe there are other people like you who don't want to behave the way that they see the people, you know, behaving either. And they would turn their attention to you if you delivered that product or service in a way that was more, you know, acceptable to them. So while it's true that there are obviously some, I'd say like grounded activities you should do to ensure you are seen by your community and communicating your message effectively, because you're not going to get anywhere. If no, first of all, if nobody sees you, you're not getting anywhere, right? If you don't do something to promote your product, service, or message, um, it's going to be lost. And then if you do something, but it's a poor communication strategy, it's going to be lost. So you can approach those activities, the important uh, foundational activities in a way that makes you comfortable. Now, let's take a look at the online business landscape operating in different ways. And really what it comes down to is the writing, the speaking, the um, online video presentations, <laughs> I guess, video on screen, and the instructors who could be any of those, and the managers of stores, I think. Those are the big groups. But you might see other places online that you want to operate. So I'm just going to say that those are the big ones that come to mind. So if you see a successful person in your industry that you're targeting who's a blogger, but you hate writing, well, you could either do something else or outsource the writing to someone else. So the first thing to decide is if you want to produce your own content directly, then you pick obviously the thing where you're going to be able to make it directly. But you also look at outsourcing. Because you can produce the content in the sense that you can come up with the idea, but you don't have to do the word by word writing if you can come up with enough substance that you turn the writing over to someone else. Now you have to be careful about that. Don't sort of put your name on somebody else's writing. But if it's a matter of maybe refined editing, taking your words and putting them in a way that makes it easier to read, that's something different. Or you could even take your words and you put a bunch of bullet points together. You could have a blog that's all bullet points. I mean, you know, why not? Why not? If the content's good, if it's valuable information. Because remember, you're dealing with a marketplace that's the entire world, like seven or eight billion people, right? So there's bound to be a community that would like to receive information in a format that is either not currently presented or it's presented in a way that they don't like. So it doesn't even matter if it's presented, like if somebody's a podcaster, but you don't like the way that they do their podcast, then there's an opportunity there because there may be other people out there who also don't like it. So that's what you're looking for. You can go ahead and pick whichever form works for you. You know, look how every book now comes out in digital, print, and audio form. 
and maybe they even make a movie or a show. People want the same story in the format they prefer. So you can deliver your product or the service offering, you know, in exactly the platform that you prefer. You just have to decide where you add value and how you want to contribute based on your expertise and skills. And the same applies to how you look at your industry, whatever industry you've decided to work in. If you want to be, you know, if you want the more sober approach, if it's, if you think it's a rah-rah industry and you want the sober approach, then test your niche, test it out, present yourself and present your content and see what kind of response you get. You might be pleasantly surprised, you know, take for example, the NFL. So you think, okay, it's a bunch of beer drinking, screaming, face painting community of football fans. But that's not the only people who are into football games. There are many other dimensions to the game, including statistics and analysis. So there's a fan base around data analytics. Maybe that's professors, college students, statisticians who discuss the probabilities of certain plays and the moves and the scores in every scenario. And sure, they're football fans, but they love data. So what's the business? Well, the business is data tables, it's analysis apps, it's uh, fantasy football instruction manuals, courses on how to understand the game, blogs, and podcasts, affiliates for clothes and gear and food. Now, don't cross any lines that Vegas might respond to, but you get the idea, right? It could be a lot of fun if you're a number cruncher. You can approach your interests from any platform you choose and find your community wherever they may be hanging out. You can write or talk or film or teach, and you can still dance or holler too if that's what you're into. Practically everyone is on the internet and everyone is looking for their preferred approach to education, information, and entertainment. There's really no competition in the sense that all fields are open because people are constantly searching for their preferences. And it's not just the product or service per se. It's also you know, the way it's presented, people can be turned off by just the fact that it's just not set up in a way that they like. Like you take Peloton, they, um, they have a gym workout complete with music and the instructor, but you don't have to go to the gym. (laughs) All right. So that's an approach that suits a lot of people who prefer to work out at home. There were plenty of exercise bikes before Peloton was invented. And there were plenty of exercise bike classes but not the combined approach for those who are looking for it just like the way that they present it. So when you go online with your business idea, you get to deliver as you see fit. That's really what it comes down to because then the next step is, you know, you find your community and if they don't exist or the way that you're presenting is not suiting them, then you're going to have to adjust. You'll, you'll have to pivot. But that's the incredible opportunity of of being in the online business space today. It's the opportunity of a lifetime to take advantage of it. So this is the third part of a four-part series around preparing to be an online entrepreneur without compromising yourself. And this issue is one of the most important. You select the platform that suits your preference, whether that be a blog or a podcast or a manager, whatever it is, and you can outsource whatever tasks you don't like to do. You want to run your business from a position of strength. That allows you to sustain the work by doing what you really want to do and doing it how you want to do it. (laughs) If you want a deeper dive into this issue and the ones I've been covering in this series, sign up for my webinar. It's called Preparing to Be an Online Entrepreneur Without Compromising Yourself. Just head over to success.readyentrepreneur.com forward slash register. So success.readyentrepreneur.com forward slash register. The link is also in the description. What we're working on is your vision for lifestyle freedom through an online business, but without the fear and the embarrassment and the imposter syndrome, and you want to be authentic and deliver value as you see fit. 
and I'll have the inside secrets for you about how to make progress without the rah-rah noise and the conflicting internet rhetoric and, you know, being on every social media platform and all of that. Taking a shot at developing a business idea and getting online so that you have the opportunity to be in the new economy and to follow your dreams to lifestyle freedom, work where you want, live where you want, manage your own schedule, manage your own time. That's what this is all about. This is what it can do for you to be part of the online business world now. Today, right now, you're living this opportunity to have the life you really want, a life on your terms where you add value that you believe in and that makes you feel like you're contributing to build the world you want to see. Becoming an entrepreneur and being your own boss and having your own business is one of the best ways to take control of your life and to deliver to yourself your own life dream. But you have to get started. So to recap in this Ready Entrepreneur podcast, episode 79, how to go online and exactly the role where you are most comfortable, even and especially if your rivals are somewhere else, the platform you use in your online business, whether it's blogger, podcaster, e-commerce affiliate, it has to suit you. It has to make you feel comfortable so you can commit for the long term to your plan. Authenticity truly means approaching your chosen niche or industry as it appeals to you. The platforms and the tools you use must suit the message and brand you are promoting. And because you are defining the niche you wish to pursue, you can determine the approach that could be the most successful for you. So stay focused on selecting a platform you believe you can make work. Remember, you can always change it. You know, if you don't really like it in the end, you can always change it. But at least when you begin, you should know why you chose it in the first place. Okay. If you enjoyed this information and found it useful, please make sure you're subscribed to the Ready Entrepreneur podcast so you do not miss future episodes. And please leave a rating and a comment at Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening so I can see your feedback. And if you know someone else who would benefit from the tips and strategies in the Ready Entrepreneur podcast, please share the podcast with a friend. Come over to the Ready Entrepreneur website for lots more information. Sign up to join the community so I can keep you up to date with tips and ideas, strategies, and other cool stuff at readyentrepreneur.com. And if you want to reach out, send me an email, contactcase at readyentrepreneur.com. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the Ready Entrepreneur Podcast with Case Lane. Mm-hmm.